trapped by your traditions. Trapped by your traditions. And I will explain this in a second. Mark chapter number 7. And just let me give you, and you know, uh, well, Mark here, uh, Mark was not one of the 12 disciples, nor did he hear Jesus speak, or nor did he ever accompany Jesus. But he accurately penned what his close companion, the Apostle Peter, delivered unto him. So he took notes from Apostle Peter to such a degree that he was able to pen the gospel according to Mark. Um, it, 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 Mark never addresses Mark as the author, but the church, and when I say church scholars uh, and, and priests of old, without a shadow of a doubt, gives credit to Mark as being the author of the gospel of Mark. This is the same Mark that you will find in the book of Acts who was uh, referred to by a surname, John Mark. If you remember when the Apostle Paul and Barnabas was on the Apostles' first missionary journey. John Mark accompanied them, but along the way, he abandoned them. So on Paul's second missionary journey, uh, Barnabas wanted Mark to travel with them again, but Paul said, no, he's not ready. <laughs> if he's not going to declare this gospel with us and abandon us again, he can't go this time. And as a result, if you remember, it caused friction between Paul and Barnabas, and they separated. Now, later on, Paul sent for Mark down the road after maturity came. As a matter of fact, we can back up a little bit. Uh, uh, Barnabas chose family over the faith. That's a good teaching. I could stay right there. How when it comes to the falling of Christ, sometimes we allow our feelings to get involved, and we choose family over the faith. In other words, if you offend her, although you did nothing to me, I'm offended. That's something else. But anyway, uh, here we find the Apostle Paul, he's writing to, if, if you remember Matthew, he was writing to a Julius, excuse me, a uh, Jewish culture. So that's why when you look at Matthew, you'll see him doing Christ geology. He begat and begat and begat and begat and begat. But Paul, but Mark, excuse me here, he gets right into the earthly ministry of Jesus because he's writing to a Roman culture. He's writing to those who are uh, primarily Gentiles or non-Jews. So he gets right into uh, uh, Jesus' ministry. And, and we see uh, Jesus, after his baptism, he goes about casting out demons. He's healing lepers. He's healing the paralyzed. He, I mean, he's, he's doing ministry. And as a result, great persecution arises. So here, then too, he presents, uh, those of you who are students, you know that, that Matthew presents Christ as king. Luke presents Jesus as son of man. John presents Jesus as the son of God or God in the flesh and Mark presents Jesus as the suffering servant, the one who, the, the savior of the world. So he's writing here to Romans who were being uh, persecuted because of their faith in Christ. So one of the, the main purposes of Mark is to let the reader know or those at that time know that if you would cling and look at the life, the personality, the person of Jesus, live his way, perhaps, no matter of fact, that would give you the strength, the stamina to endure persecution. So just like today's time, when you meet in great opposition, follow Jesus. I don't care how high gas prices get. You cling to Jesus. You stay in agreement with the Father. Are you here? But when we arrive at Mark chapter 7, uh, this pericope or this passage of Scripture that we're going to deal with, and you can write this down, it's dealing with God's law and human 
traditions. Or you could say truth versus traditions. <laughs> truth versus traditions. Now, this is important because, oh, I haven't even, let, let's read this because if, if not, I'll get off and you'll be leaving talking about he didn't read one verse. So let me read and, and we'll come back and, and we will elaborate on each particular verse. Mark Chapter 7, again, he's dealing with God's law and human traditions, truth versus traditions. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And you should know the truth, and the truth shall, and you should know the, not tradition. Not religion. Again, when I say religion, man's way of trying to be accepted before God. Man's rules, regulations, commandments that he wants you to do to be accepted before God. Mark chapter 7, beginning at verse 1. Then the Pharisees and some of the scribes came together to him, having come from Jerusalem. Now when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with the fowl, that is, with unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands in a special way, holding the traditions. Listen to this, holding the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash their hands. And there, there circle this, and there are many other things which they have received and hold, like washing of cups, pitchers, copper vessels, and couches. Verse 5, then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? Verse 6, he answered and said to them, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Verse 7. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. What we have that's pervasive throughout the body of Christ today, we have denominations teaching as doctrine the commandments of men. So much so that when people leave, they are vexed because they think they are cursed because they have left a tradition or a denomination who had them bound by traditions. Oh, yeah, this is true. <coughs> Excuse me, that's why you hear some people say, uh, and they'll, they usurp the tradition, of, they'll usurp the denomination over the truth or over the relationship with God. Well, how do you say, they'll say things like, this is an example now, so don't get mad because I know we have some reformed everybody in here. I was born Baptist and I'm going to leave here at Baptist. I was born Methodist. I was born Pentecostal and I'm, I'm born and bred Pentecostal. See, even when you ask some people, are oh, you a believer? I'm Catholic. See, we are putting the denomination over the relationship. And where the danger comes in is when, I have, when I'm following a denominational pattern, man of God, or something that, denom that the, the, the denomination has inserted as a commandment, and it takes me out of following God, just like in Catholicism. And this is no mark or stain on those because you have some, those who practice Catholicism are actually believers. So I'm not saying those who are Catholic are not believers. But the Pope's word usurps authority over the word of God. That's not a good tradition to follow for those who are under that. Are you here? It's very quiet. That's good because I know you're listening. Verse 8, for laying a, see, 
Why is this so important? Here's the thing, man of God. Well, let, me, let me read it, then I'll show you. Let me, let me read it, then we'll make this point. Verse 8, for laying aside the commandment of God, you hold. So we put God's word aside. We, we put truth over here. What did man say? For laying aside the commandment of God. What does laying aside mean? Laying it aside. <laughs> you hold, I know God said this, but my pastor said. And see, where you are in error is when you follow what your pastor said and, when your, and, and what your pastor said does not fall in line with what the word of God has said. That's when you are in error. When your denomination says. You see? Are you here? For laying aside the command of, commandment of God, you hold the tradition. Listen. I'm gonna, we're going to take our time on this. Because what has happened, secretly there are those in the body of Christ, even some here. You, you know, we look like we're following you follow tradition. Still following tradition of men. For laying aside the command of God, you hold the, tra- the tradition of men, the washing of pitchers and cups, and watch this, and many other such things you do. So there, there were more things that was not named here that they were doing as commandments of men and not of God. Verse 9, he said to them, all too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your, notice how powerful that is. Even now, men would try to hold us to things that were nailed to the cross. They will put aside the work the finished work of Jesus and hold to a tradition. Are you here? For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and he who curses his father and mother, let him be put to death. But you say, if a man says to his father and mother, what profit you might have received from me is Corbin. That is, simply Corbin just means a gift to God. Verse 12, then you no longer let them do anything for his father or his mother. Verse 13, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down. Notice, making the word of God through your tradition. So that's what Holy Spirit, he, he, he gave me trapped by your tradition, the traditions of men and many such things you do. Now, what do I mean by traditions? Then we'll come back and look at each verse. So when we're talking about what I mean by traditions of men, you can write this down. We're talking about taking or laying aside the commandments of God and taking hold of the commandments or the opinions of men and promoting them as doctrines of God. Who got that? So land aside. So what we're talking about, what do I mean by the traditions of men? Land aside, as the scripture says, the commandments. The commandments talking about the word of God. Okay? Did you write it down, Z? Who wrote it down? Sister, daughter, you got it? You got okay, because the definition I had of what Holy Spirit just gave me, I got it when y'all got it, okay. So, 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 uh, who who got it? Okay, let, let me see. Okay, let, let me read. It. Here we go. Write this down. Yeah, I mean, why is it so dark? Taking. Okay, laying aside the commandments of God. Did I say that? While taking hold, 
of the commandments of man. Say it again. Why taking hold of the commandments or the opinions of man and promoting them as the doctrines of God. Okay? So who got that? Or just say this, taking commandments or the opinions of men, promoting men as a doctrine of God. Say it that way. And just put laying aside the commandments of God and, add, and put this to it. Okay? Because I don't want to be convoluted. Taking the commandments or the opinions of men and promoting it as a doctrine of God. Okay? And put laying aside the commandments of God in front of that. So it, it, that word in the Greek traditions, it just literally means things handed down and passed on to the next generation. So things handed down and passed on to the next generation. Things handed down, as we stated on my last teaching, we talked about the generational curse. Who remember that? And I, and I showed you, uh, or we seen in the Word of God, uh, that one, you're not cursed by what your father or mother did. The phrase or the statement generational curse is not in the Bible. I know, I understand what people are trying to say when they say it, but you are not cursed. What many are are actually products of generational habits passed down. So traditionally, all the men or all the women of the family did this, and since they did that, those habits, those tendencies were passed down. Are you with me? So when we're talking about tradition, we're talking about things handed down. And you can see it is very vivid in the body of Christ or in the church, especially uh, certain denominations. They're afraid to move beyond what they were doing 20, 30 years ago. And you hear things like, we've always done it this way. And generations changes, cultures changes, and, 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 and we're still trying to do things or operate on a system that no longer serves you and for some never served you because they were not of God. So, so what's happening, man of God, the reason why we're not seeing a lot of manifestations from heaven as new creations in Christ is uh, although we are born from above, although we are new creations, although we're believers, we are following, for a lot of people, traditions. And the tradition makes the word invalid. So if the word is invalid, that means I am now out of agreement. So since I'm out of agreement, although I'm saved, nothing's working, but I'm a Christian. But I'm following, but I have not realized for some, many have failed to realize that you're not doing the word. You're following tradition. And when you follow tradition, it makes the word of no effect. Yeah, you're saved, but still broke. Yeah, you're saved, saved, but can't get a healing. Yeah, you're saved, but can't get this done. Why? Because you're following tradition and not truth. I'll prove it to you. Some won't embrace Holy Spirit. So watch this. B because of that denomination, there are those who lack power. Well, how can you say that? Because the Bible tells me that when I receive Holy Spirit, I shall receive power. So how are you going to edify yourself? And see, guess what? We'll hold, in, in prime example, then when you have someone who reads the Bible and, and asks the pastor, they, they get ostracized and condemned and called rebel-rising because they just have questions. And we don't speak over here. That, that's for the sanctified church. Aren't we all believers in the body of Christ? Are you here? Some traditions, it, you, you, let, let me tell you something, you had, and I had all our women 
preachers and ministers do this some years ago and, and studied and, and I gave them information and had them teach on it. You have women apostles in the Bible. Pastors. See, but see, if I don't know that, then I think I got to keep my mouth shut because of tradition and improper interpretation of Scripture. So it, it, it's not sacred for a lady to get in the pulpit in some denominations. You read them announcements for standing in that corner. Matter of fact, you pray in the corner. So you see a little podium on the See, I, I, I'm not attacking anything but tradition. But if your mind is not right, you will think I'm talking about a denomination. This has nothing to do with the denomination. This has to do with the traditions of man that has made the word of God of no effect. So there are ladies who have a legitimate call from God but have been told you can't get in the pulpit. <laughs> Is read from over here. Yeah. All because of you join the denomination and they give you a bunch of nonsense. You follow these rules. All the, the, oh, Jesus. Uh, follow these teachings. And here's the thing. Here's where the error comes in. One, when those teachings are out of context. And two, when those teachings are not of God. See, that's where the problem comes in. And you try to hold me to the teachings as if I'm not holy if I don't follow the teachings. No, we're doing groundwork. We can't stop, start at the end. I'm not, no, I'm not going to rush this. Notice again, man's tradition, man of God, makes the word of God of no effect. So that's where we get living by our faith from. See, that's prideful. No, we live from the faith of Jesus. But tradition has taught us you live to just live by his faith. Lie. No, we live from the faith of Jesus. At no point, let me tell you something, at no point in time was the children of God ever to depend on themselves. They were always supposed to depend on God. And in Habakkuk 2, 4, where we get that, the just they live by his faith. Again, in context, Habakkuk was perplexed or upset about the wickedness of the Babylonians. And he went to God, asking God questions. Again, traditionally, we have been told you cannot ask God questions. Lie! You can ask God questions, as many questions as you want. Now, you may not like the responses on some of those questions, but you can ask God questions. I don't question God. The devil is a lie. Are you here? So in response to... The, the Lord, of course, he goes on later to write the vision, make it plain, yada, yada, yada. But what the Lord was saying in Habakkuk 2, when he said that the just should live by his faith, in contrast to the Babylonians who were proud, what he was saying, the just, God, the righteous, lives by their faith in him, not your faith as the individual. So what we've done over the years, we've had to try to establish procuring blessings by our faith. No, where your faith comes in, your confidence comes in, you take your confidence and you place it in the confidence of Jesus. Are you here? See, that makes it much easier. If not, you are relying on self-effort. 
see your way. Uh, hey, I, what do you get this from the word of God? So what happens, we're trying to do things we think is, yeah, my faith, my faith, man, really. And see, that's being proud. No, the new covenant belief, even under the old covenant, when they lived under the system of doing this and doing that, it, it, it was still under that if I do this, based upon the way the Lord said I would do it, then what he said would happen should happen. But the faith or the confidence was still in him not doing the thing. It was that I'm trusting God. If I do what he said to me, if I make this sacrifice right, then nothing would happen to me because I did it the way he said it. So it wasn't in the act. It was in the trust. Their faith was still in God. Again, at no point were the children of God not to be dependent on God. But tradition has taught us to walk by our faith. That's why when nothing happened, we were crushed. That's why when you miss it, you're crushed. I mean, you should, there should be some conviction now, don't you know, sometimes we, you know, that's another teaching. Because here's the truth, that, that if, I really, if, if I'm really a follower of Jesus, you're going to want to do the right thing. You're not just going to want to be out here just acting stupid. No, you're not. Because when you live in agreement, you love what you love, and you hate what you hate. Right? So what happens when we don't do it God's way. Listen, it, notice it said it makes the word of God of no effect. What does no effect mean? It's void. It's invalid. Notice, it, listen to what I'm saying. It's like this man of God. If, if I'm not doing it his way, even though I think I'm doing it his way, it's not going to work. Why? Because I'm not doing it his way. So although I'm declaring, I'm and you just as safe as the next man if you receive Jesus. Spirit, Holy, Holy Ghost, feel that with the burning fire and all the other stuff you want to attach to it. But you would be all of that with no manifested blessings because the word is not working for you. Are you here? And, and, and see, this thing gets deep. Notice he said, and many other things you do. Even when it comes to family. Listen, you were created by God for the purpose of God. Everything that was created was created by God. As a matter of fact, before you were born, he already set you apart for a specific purpose purpose. And your purpose can only be found in him. Traditionally, we have family traditions. When you are a believer, bump family traditions that's not in line with the plan and purpose of God for my life. Bump a tradition. And this is not an attack. And I, I, can, I don't care if you like it or not. We always went to HBCUs. Well, if that HBCU does not walk in line or does not fit with the purpose that God called me, I'm going to a school or wherever that facilitates the purpose I believe God called me to do. Whether it's a white school, an orange school, a blue school, a green school, I have to follow the purpose and plan of God for my life. And what happens, you have people following tradition, and when they graduate, they do something totally opposite of what they still paying money for. 
And I would even go as far as to say, let, let me tell you something. See, the, those are the systems of the world. We're, we're, we're projects and all that. But I'm saying when it comes to your purpose in God, if that does not have to do with your purpose, maybe school is not for you. Maybe you need to go over here. Maybe you need to do that. But see, we feel like we can't be successful even doing that. Why? Because you're not following tradition. You see? See, even now, some of y'all leave me like, nah, my, they going to HBCU. <laughs> and nothing against anybody who graduated from HBCU. This is the point. What, what am I saying? If, God, if, if that school, as black as it is, as white as it is, yellow as it is, if it does not facilitate the purpose and plan of God for my life, that's not for me. I'm going to seminary. See, I can even get ticket on that. People, uh, yeah, I'm called, I'm called to preach. Why are you studying everything but theology? That's what, that, that's what behooves me. No, no Bible. But, but I'm called. It, then wonder why they don't never get up. You wouldn't have got up then. When I say then, in ancient Bible days, no, if you was not skilled, you would not have had the opportunity to get up because every time you got up, people would then turn around, try to poke holes or, or, or negate what you just said. And if you didn't know your word, it, again, only in the church. You, you believe you're called to be a physician? You're not going to go and go walk in the Piedmont Fed Hospital, see if they let you perform any surgical procedure on anybody because you call to do that without any training. And, and, and my point for saying that was we get caught, we, we, we feel like we're not amounting, amounting to anything if we don't follow these traditions. Follow God. Let, 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 let me tell you something. There's no better place to be in than in the purpose and plan of God for your life. And, and I'm saying bump, bump mama, bump daddy, bump auntie, uncle, who want me to follow tradition that has nothing to do with my purpose and plan of God for my life. I didn't say don't love mama, don't love daddy, but mama, I love you, but I'm not studying your family tradition right about now. Somebody needed to say it because we got students going cuckoo, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because they're pressured by mama them and daddy them, cousin auntie them, and they ain't hitting on shenanigans themselves for a lot of them. Are y'all here? Just think there's something that they're not. <laughs> Give a flying flip, as my bishop says. But what's happening, we have a lot of people, man of God, they're following denominational traditions. See, we, we don't see manifestations abroad as we should. Because we, we're doing man stuff. If, if you would look at most churches, if they would cut out traditions... But no, nobody wants to say anything. It's just a nomination. Then a new pastor has no say so. He want to come in, cut out testimony service. No, we've always done it. Ah, oh, that's the devil. That's Satan. Satan trying to tear up our church. Why? Because we've taken two hours hearing a bunch of baloney. For the most part, are you here? With no fruit? Now, how is it you can stand up here and testify for 15 minutes 
but never say a mumbling word outside of these four walls to anybody about this Jesus that you love so much. See, that's what I have a problem with. When you want to take up my time talking about some nonsense, but won't open your mouth to a stranger about this God that you want to stand up and hear and bore us with. Having said that, let me tell you what you can expect when you confront sacred cows, what we've been doing for the last few minutes. Well, what I've been doing, I heard that. We, don't put me on it. We, my mama watching. We, yeah, those sacred cows that myself and Holy Spirit have been crushing. Those beliefs and customs that diametrically oppose the word of God. That's what I mean by sacred cows, those things you've been doing and you just just clinging to. Are you here? One, write this down. Expect agitation. That's a disturbance, an upheaval, cataclysm. See, a, a couple of things that happen. One, once the man that's been bound Sister, shit too. Did I say it right? Shit too, right? Okay. That's the only time I can cuss. <laughs> when I say her name. <laughs> shit too. It's <laughs> the only time I can cuss. <laughs> Am I saying it right? See, everybody looking around like me like, oh, no, that's her last name. There goes somebody else. Shit, too. (laughs) That's what you just said. You heard of me. (laughs) So next time somebody says, shit, too. What are you talking about? I'm talking about a girl lady at my church, man. So, so, so the, the agitation, it, it, watch this, is coming, there's, there's going to be a disturbance. Did that tickle you, Trinity? <laughs> it's, it's good to see you today. Uh, uh, it, it, watch this. Somebody, somebody ask how you spell it. If they want to, like I said, they say it right when they get out there. Somebody can't wait to say it. Somebody over there pricing us. Shit, 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 That's how some of y'all agree. I go, sister, shit, too. <laughs> right. See, tradition will kick me out right about now. Thank God for truth. And Jesus, I'm like these old hypocrites. That's what Jesus called them. The agitation or the disturbance, okay, a couple of things happening. The agitation is coming, one, from the man who's been bound, who's now designed to become free. Why? Because truth has been disseminated. And, again, when you know the truth, the truth shall set you free. So now that truth is coming to the individual who desires change, man of God, it's going to cause agitation. Why? Because I'm still used to, you know, I've always done it this way and I've always heard. And So you've been itching to put on earrings, but, and see, but that old man going to fight you because you've been called a Jezebel, which has nothing to do. A Jezebel is a, a spirit, is a dominating spirit. It has nothing to do with outward adornment. So those of you who have been wanting to put on war paint, makeup, Watch this. Now, see, that, 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 see it's going to fight you because you've been 
desiring so long to just put a little foundation on. Put a little, uh, what do you call it stuff? Found, what, huh? Lipstick. Oh, here go another one. Some of y'all can't wait to wear pants. Some of you have never worn a skirt. And, and I'm not making light of, but people are bound by these things. Won't cut your hair. And many other things, as the scripture says. So there's going to be some agitation. So don't let that cause you to remain stuck. Just like, I'll I give you scripture for it. You, if you remember when the Galatians were set free, and the apostle Paul, then you had the religious uh, leaders trying to put them back up under the law of Moses. And Paul tells them, listen, do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage whereby Christ has set you free. Now that you've been set free, don't go back to that. Good, you know, went over there at that church, the kind of glory, and look at you. You got makeup on. You got them skinny jeans on. They sending y'all straight to hell. No, no, we already got a place in heaven. But they are setting me free. So it's going to cause what? Agitation. Okay? So, so, you know, that... In other words, you're going to have that, you can write this down, that, okay, one is going to cause agitation. That, what, what, what do I mean by that? That bound man now desiring to be free. So you have to deal with that dissonance now, cognitive dissonance. You have to deal with that. Why? Because now I'm, 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 I'm battling with conflicting beliefs. Tradition said this, and now he's showing me that the word of God says this, and it goes against the beliefs and values that that denomination taught me. Man, one of the hardest things I had to do was when I had a conversation with my dad, See, I, and, and thank God for my, the denomination I came up in, I came up under it's, uh, Church of God of Prophecy. Some of you may have heard of it, some of you may have not. It's a, I guess they would be under the uh, charismatic or Pentecostal persuasion, Church of God, Church of God of Prophecy, Church of God, Church of God of Prophecy, they split, and, but the but thing is, it, you know, it was Pentecostals, if you, if you will. Dad was a bishop in the church for 50 years or so, great man of God, very uh, influential in that denomination, did a lot of work uh, 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 preaching and teaching, and as well as uh, Mason, we worked for a lot of their, he built a lot of their churches as well. So, I knew nothing against it, but I, I just knew God was calling me in a different lane. So when we had the conversation, his response was simple. And I wish more people would learn how to walk in wisdom and follow God. You know what he said to me, man of God? Son. Follow God. There was no, oh, you church of God, a prophecy. No. You was raised this. No. Son, it felt like a, 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 a weight. I'm talking about a, a, it, think the heaviest thing that could burn you down was lifted when he said, that was it. And he, and he embraced me, hugged son. Follow God, man. That's what I want you to do. Because you can be in the church of God of prophecy and be following tradition and not following God or any other thing. And that's what we should be saying even to our children and those of us that we have a level of influence. Follow God. Are you here? I submit... I don't even have to ask. Some of your relatives and friends in fact, probably haven't even spoken to you since you left the denomination. Outcast. And some would even treat you as an outcast. Say still stuck for some. Are you here? 
Is, is all the time gone? So, so there's going to be agitation. You, then you got to deal with the dissonance now. That, that's, there's going to be a discomfort as a result of the conflict, con- conflict of beliefs. But how do, how do I overcome it? You lay hold to the word. Why? Because as long as I'm laying hold to the word, Brother Damien, it's effective. It's alive. It's powerful. It's working for my good. But if I stick with the tradition, it makes the word of no effect. It won't work. So I need the word to help propel me beyond those. It's known in the medical field as the phantom sensation. So someone, if you ever know someone who has, who's an amputee, when there's a limb severed, uh, just say someone has uh, 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 their leg, one of their legs, maybe. Uh, Amputated from the knee down. Okay? Well, in their mind, they may say, hey, my foot's itching. But the foot is no longer there. That's called the phantom sensation. And what their mind is doing is trying to accommodate or get adjusted to this new experience. See, in other, we were together so long, even when we we're apart, I still feel like you're still there. So that's where that influx of word comes in, where I rise above that sensation. Are you here? Uh, And let me give you this, and I'll pick up next week. The next, you got to look, you expect accusation. Expect accusation. Look, look, when you start going against tradition, daughter, not truth. When you start going against tradition, expect it. I, I, y'all, I don't even normally talk on those terms. Don't, I'm not saying look for it, but don't, let me say this. Don't be surprised when the accusations come. Like one guy told me one time, uh, you, you coming back to the church of God, I started to almost shit to. <laughs> my, my thing was, see, 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 you stuck on tradition. I'm following God, sir. Nothing against the denomination I came up in, but I, God has called me to do this. You coming back? Wait for me then. What he was trying to say is that, see, that was that that tradition talking. Like God is only in the church of God of prophecy. Like God is only in the Baptist, in the Methodist, in the. We, we got, see, again, man has imposed some nonsense and it has people following man more so than they following God. Oh, I, I don't expect this to be popular, but I do expect people to be set free. So expect accusation. Do, do you remember earlier when I was talking about Mark and how Jesus went about? He was healing people and, and, and people uh, 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 healing uh, even on the Sabbath. And there was one occasion where uh, he was going to heal somebody on the Sabbath and they got upset. Matter of fact, uh, Mark 3, 2, you can find it. I'm going to read verses 2 and 6. It says, so they watched him closely whether he would, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. So when you start going against tradition, there's going to be accusation. Are you here? Then the Pharisees, verse 6, then the Pharisees went out immediately and plotted with the Herodians against him how they might what? How they might what? These Destroy him, verse 6, verse 7. Do you see that? So my point is, when you start going against the norm, so when you put the jeans on, there's going to be accusation. When you wear the jewelry, there's going to be accusation. When you cut your hair, ladies, when you dye your hair, when you you get the tattoo, when you get, there's going to be accusations. 
Are you here? Listen, I teach. See, this is not my church. I'm just an overseer, excuse me, over God's work. So what I deliver to you is straight from the Father, not Google me messages. Not what's culturally popular. That's why you don't, I don't, you don't see me trying to, be, I'm not trying to be culturally correct. I want to be effective. And, and see something the Holy Spirit taught me years ago. He said, listen, you want to be correct politically, culturally, whatever sphere you're trying to impress, be led by Holy Spirit. Why? Because he knows all things. See, I might could be culturally correct, but not really be in effect because I'm trying to appease you, trying to fit in, as they say. I'm not trying to fit in. Are you here? And lastly, and we'll pick up here, uh, expect, oh, this is a good one, religious ostracizing. Oh, you're going to be ostracized. And I don't want to get into that because it would take up more time, but I, I'll elaborate on that one next week. But listen, when, when you start confronting these traditions, these sacred cows, expect agitation, dissonance, accusation, and religious ostracizing. And I'll give you some info on some commentary on religious ostracizing next week. But listen, guys. See, see here, here's the thing. and I, I want you to put this verse up, and I'm, I'm done. We've gotten so in the rat race that w- between being too busy trying to compete against other people and trying to keep up with other people, very few are on the path that God has predestined for them. Why? Because traditionally, if, if you got a little something, is, is traditionally, it's been passed down that I went up you. So rather than working the purpose and plan of God for my life, I'm trying to outdo you. We're on the same team. Oh, yeah. But 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 Pete, let, let me, n- nobody could say it better than Solomon. Matter of fact, when you get home, read Ecclesiastes, and through that, he gives us a biographical tour of his life. Talking about King Solomon, we talking about the wisest man in his day. There was none wiser on earth, man of God. So he knew what he was talking about. He had it all. Fame, money, women, material possessions, you name it, he had it. But even after having had everything that you could possibly want, you know what he realized? This is all vanity. This is all for naught if I'm not in the purpose and plan of God for my life. So you can have whatever. It's, it's, it's for nothing. Are, are you the purpose of God for your life? No. Not impressed. This, this is what he said. At the conclusion of the... Here's what he said. After looking at all that, this is where I arrived. All has been heard. Do you see this? The end of the matter is... Watch this. After you start calculating your assets, figuring out how much you're worth, how many likes you got on TikTok, how many views you got on IG, are you here? All has been heard. The end of the matter is what? Fear God. Revere and worship him, knowing that he is 
and keep his, his commandments. Talking about his word, his ways. For this is the whole matter or dual of man, uh, duty of man. For this is the whole, watch this. This is the whole of man, excuse me. The full, watch this, original purpose of his creation. What? Is to keep God's command. His word, daughter. And in his word is a plan for your life. Keep that. Not what they say I should be. You're tall. You should be a ball player. But if God didn't anoint me and call me to do that, See, you look like, it, it ain't what I look like, it's what I'm called to be. And see, see, here's the thing. And when you are in work, what God has called you to do, that's where you're going to be the most effective, infectious, and influential. But nobody getting saved over there at Piggly Wiggly because that's not what you supposed to, you decide to go to Piggly Wiggly. Nothing wrong with Piggly Wiggly. I'm just saying there's no anointing on you for over there because that's not what you are called to do. But when you start selling cookies, all kind of people are going to be led. Why? Because that's what your anointing is. See, y'all, ah. Watch this. The full original purpose of his creation, the object of what? God's providence, <clears throat> the root of character. Uh, hold on. I want to read this slow. The foundation, watch this, of all happiness, daughter, is being in the purpose of God for your life. Following him. Where's the foundation of all happiness at? Hold on, watch this. Do you, oh, my God. Do y'all see this? The adjustment to all inharmonious circumstances. Hold on. So those who keep complaining about this is not working, that's not working, the way you get in harmony is to get back into agreement with the Father. That's in any area, in your finances, in your relationships, in your purpose. If there's a, a discontentment, unhappiness, if you want to get it, course correct it. What did God tell you to do? Do you see that? The adjustment to all inharmonious circumstances and conditions under the sun. Man, I, I stay broke. That's not the will of God for your life. You've just been following a tradition. Mama didn't give, I'm not going to give. Daddy was stingy, I'm going to be stingy. I think I'm helping you. Daddy thought he was helping you because I heard him saying that. So I think I'm helping you. See, see, this is real stuff. And When I say people are fractured, people are fractured. And salvation doesn't it has the cure, but it doesn't cure it. You missed what I said. What I mean by that, when you get saved, it doesn't renew your mind. You have to take hold of the salvation experience and let the Lord renew your mind or the word of God. Who got what I'm saying? Let me put it this way. When you got saved, did you ever have another bad thought? Okay. Did you, did, did, did you, did you ever slip? Two. You never slip. Okay, so, so that's letting you know your mind didn't get saved, is, is my point, beloved. There's, there's, there's provision for the, the prosperity of your soul within salvation, but you have to do something, is my point. So watch this, and we're done. The adjustment to see, that's the part I love. The adjustment to all in harmonious circumstances. So those who feel some kind of way, as they say, I don't feel myself, something's not working, rest assured you're probably out of line with the purpose and plan of God for your life. And the whole duty for every man. 
is to what? Fear God. Rever, revere, I'm sorry, and worship him. What's God's plan and purpose for your life? Are you here? And, and, and even to parents, let's not put an undue pressure. If anything, let's foster our children on how to hear from God. Let me help you. See? And not impose on them perhaps what I want to do, what I thought I should have done. Because I'm going to tell you, let me tell you something. The world, what you thought the world has, as a matter of fact, your citizenship is of the kingdom of heaven. You are not supposed to be conformed to the customs of the world. Are you here? But there are going to be some people set free from this teaching because there are too many people who are stuck, who are stuck. They're trapped. All because they have laid aside the commandments of God, the truth, and adopted the customs of men. Let's get a little hand clap of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.